0: Every great film should seem new every time you see it. Hello and welcome to the 85th episode of the Midnight Film Review. I am your host Brian Stevens and with me as always. Colin Smith. Colin, you look super dapper
1: today. Fresh, fresh from uh, fresh from my Senate intelligence hearing. Which <laughs> uh, I attended until uh, one p.m. today. You did a great job. But thank. I I stood up to those. Uh, stood up to those bastards, and I don't even. This it doesn't make any. I don't know where I would possibly be going with this, or
0: <laughs> what it has to do. It with It Doesn't with anything. have anything to do with anything. Um. Well, we have a podcast to do. We do um, eighty-five episodes, man. Um. So I was on the way. Home from work today. I I was stuck in traffic, like always, <laughs> and I knew that it was my turn to host. So I wanted to remind you. Remember the <clears throat> the first law of podcasting was if you made it to fifteen episodes, then your show had a good shot. Up, right? I feel
1: like you just make up a new number every time we have this conversation.
0: Fifteen. That was that was really it. Yeah, I think it was fifteen. God, I, don't, I don't believe you. Well, the second law uh-huh. of podcasting is if you reach uh, 85, which we're at today... <laughs>
1: there's No, there's no way this is the second... We've already hit... You already you already talked about some random
0: second milestone. Now I know you're full of crap. No, it, it, it's a guarantee that you will get to 100 episodes. That's the second law. If you get to 85, you
1: get to 100? Yeah. I feel like that is just such a safe bet. Well, I, listen, I don't make the laws, okay? You... you <laughs> You make up the laws. I'm, I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, we we do we do have a open discussion is just it's going to be a train wreck. We have we're going to talk DC EU DC 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 extended U. Yeah. Yeah. DC EU. Yeah. Uh, because really, there's not a whole lot else going on right now. Everything's all the news is kind of dry. There's nothing too interesting to talk about. Uh hopefully, you know, that'll change the next coming weeks. But we do have two emails to read, so thank you for writing in. Uh we both have media hot takes again, which is awesome. Two weeks in a row. Drop bring in the hot fire. And then we're gonna end with the review of Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so let's kick off this shitstorm. Uh well, oh, we also have a possum with it's us, so... Shit
1: off this kickstorm. Be,
0: be you know forewarned. Uh, so let's let's talk a little bit about this box office. You know, there were... People people were talking about how... Uh, Wonder Woman would probably come in around $80 million opening weekend. Well, it flew past that, opened at $100 million. We thought, like, man, that's a great opening for this movie, but... It doesn't seem to be that great of an opening in comparison to the other D C movies. Yeah,
1: it's it's so weird because the this movie's been getting great press. Yeah. Like and the fact that it's been getting great press has been getting great press. Yeah. Like it's reporting on this has been really positive and I think fairly proliferated. Like I, they you know, they talked about it on NPR like mm-hmm. NPR doesn't talk about like films or DC films you know um,
0: yeah it's got great reviews too I yeah. mean just last week we talked about how uh, the reason nobody went and saw Baywatch or Pirates was because it got bad <laughs> reviews uh, so I don't really know what the excuse is for Wonder Woman yeah um, it
1: it has uh, I mean with the exception of maybe the first Iron Man or uh, Winter Soldier or Avengers. It, ha- it I mean it's got to be up there as far as critical reception for mm-hmm. a superhero film definitely far and away the best the DC universe has provided so far I think
0: if you aggro- took all the aggregate scores of Suicide Squad Batman vs Superman and Man of Steel and put those together it's close to what we have I mean I'm not joking Like it's, it's more but it's not that far off than the aggregate score for uh, especially uh, Rotten Tomatoes score
1: yeah. Yeah. So you put all those things together and I mean if if you just like us retrospectively we've been talking about this film as maybe our last hope to yeah. kind of pull DC out of this this rut of just bad films, low effort f- filmmaking. Um I mean I guess Suicide Squad is the only thing you could really say is low effort. Uh but yeah. it's just been I mean, really, <laughs> you started with Man of Steel, and that was the high point, And it's been downhill mm-hmm. from there. Yeah. Uh, and somehow Wonder Woman is the worst performing box office film of those four. And that is just... I mean, I don't want to say baffling, because I feel like we can make some guesses as yeah. to why that is the case, but really come on what's really wonder woman uh yeah and i mean I, so i don't remember if i heard that figure for the opening but i think if i had i would have recognized that that was probably not ideal i mean batman vs superman opened at 330 million 330 million that's crazy, and I mean, granted, nobody went and saw it after opening <laughs> yeah, weekend. It
0: barely didn't marry much more than that. So,
1: I mean that I, that's really where I, I feel like Wonder Woman is going to have a chance to make a, a, a difference. Um, but it's it's just uh, I, it's it's just frustrating. It's just frustrating to see, and you know, you I don't think it's really a spoiler or. I don't think it's going to come as much of a surprise uh, to hear us say that this is probably the best film that they've put out so I mean, this is the best film they've put out so far. And we're not... I mean, everybody has said that. Like, like, literally. I I would be very surprised. Well, I'm sure there's some contrarian out there, but if there's anybody who should be taken seriously who does not agree that this is the best film the DC Universe has produced... And it is there at least financially successful, at least right now. Um, and it's
0: struggling worldwide, too. That's the other sad thing.
1: Yeah, and that really is maybe the defining difference. Um, I mean, so Batman versus... Or Dawn of Justice, was called Dawn of Justice, went on to gross significantly more worldwide than it did domestically. So did Suicide Squad. Uh, and... So did Man of Steel, except Man of Steel was a much smaller margin, mm-hmm. um, and Superman is, I think, more of a maybe a quintessential American superhero. That's true. Truth, justice in the American way, and yeah, all that. Uh, but it, I mean, really, the the that you look at Wonder Woman and uh, yeah again the domestic take is actually higher than the foreign mm-hmm. take uh, which is an anomaly in spectacle films in this day yeah. and age
0: blockbusters it doesn't happen in-
1: so what do you attribute that to? well I mean the only thing I could attribute it to is I mean if you want to give people the benefit of the doubt you say Wonder Woman is third fiddle to the fan interest in Batman and Superman. But more realistically looking at the worldwide gross especially it's just sexism, mm-hmm. you know? People are not interested in seeing a female
0: superhero. Yeah. Uh, I think you're right and it, it's not, you know, <clears throat> it's a you know, it's a great way to um for people to say that we are you know, Using this as a crutch, but it's true. You don't look at if you look at the history. I mean, Suicide Squad was a horrible movie, and it it's it sexualized its female lead beyond anything that you can imagine, and it did really well. Wonder Woman mm-hmm. is not that way. Um, yeah, she shows a little bit of leg, but her outfit is not. You know, sexy. She's at no point is she objectified in this movie, um, and I, I feel like that's the only thing that I can come up with is that sexism has to be involved. And and I'm not the first one to to, to cry that kind of to, to cry. Oh, this is sexist. But it just seems clear to me. I mean, you don't. Films do not open this poorly in foreign box office in, in, in 2017. It just doesn't happen. Um, and, you know, I know as Americans, we kind of think of the, the world being a little bit... You know, a lot of times we think that we're behind in, uh, when it comes to those kind of, the forward-thinking, um, when it comes to, you know, minority rights. Um, but I think as as a world, we have a long ways to go. And I, I you know, it's funny because we say, well, you know, if you just make a good movie, there's all that hubbub about the Ghostbusters movie and people were didn't go see it because they were sexist. But that movie was just not good. This is a good female lead. And the thing that's frustrating about this is, can you think of a single, I, I don't want to say action movie, but like, action adventure heroine that if you were a little boy or a girl that you would be more excited to see like i can't think of a single like i'm trying to think of
1: well so the the obvious comparison this is what box office mojo did uh, was katniss, katniss um the hunger games <coughs> series i mean so the Divergent series uh you could make an argument for ray in force Awakens, mm. but nobody knew nobody knew that going into right. star wars so you, yeah. you i mean in the future you can maybe draw that line but this is i mean un, unequivocally the first female superhero film superheroine film I, mm-hmm. I think i think super i'd like rather say superhero um mm-hmm. and it's you know it it <laughs> It was a, a a good film. It was a competent film. Um, uh, and it... I mean, fingers crossed that it goes on to maintain a strong box office presence. Uh, but, I mean, this is also the... This is the record opening for a female-directed film, too. Yeah, that's a good uh, point. Which, you know... <laughs>
0: why is that a thing though? like that's the th- yeah, yeah I mean granted there isn't a lot of, of women directors out there that get jobs like this um, in fact there's I mean uh, as far as minorities go women are not represented very well when it comes to directors
1: no they are they, and they have a, the, a hard time getting work in Hollywood we, we talked about it um, and I'm not going to remember the name of the film but you saw you saw a sort of a small thriller film uh i can't remember what it was what it was called uh, but the director w- had tried to get it made and ended up having to kind of i guess finance it herself or there's some indie was company there. uh and it it was like really well received It got a lot of acclaim um and i, I know she was, I she was an accomplished director i think too yeah. i just i i can't remember the this is a totally useless anecdote. Yeah. But uh Yeah, it just it's I mean you know it, Hopefully things change. Uh and since Hollywood all their their main, <laughs> main driving force is profit, uh I mean, at least Wonder Woman has demonstrated that an action movie with a female lead and a female director can be profitable. Yeah. It just it's it's frustrating to see the, the this movie that deserves to do well not doing as well as its inferior predecessors. Yeah, it so, sucks.
0: Uh, it really does. Um let's uh let's switch gears and go fr- from from um, a Shining Beacon of Light in Wonder Woman to a potential dumpster fire that is the justice league uh so this league has a few th- good things going for it uh gal gadot is reprising her role as wonder woman which is something that we can agree is awesome uh bat flack is back for another go at it which we can agree is pretty awesome he did a great job and uh it was a, br- a bright spot in Batman vs. Superman.
1: Honestly, I mean, I don't have a problem with any of DC's casting. I like Henry Cavill. Yeah. I think he's well cast as Superman. It's just he it doesn't... The the writing for the character <laughs> yeah. doesn't yeah. feel like Superman is what we always complain about. So,
0: um, There has been a ton of rumors being spread through the internet, through the Twitterverse, uh, specifically about a... Uh, It wasn't even an announcement, it was uh, just kind of a release schedule of shooting by Warner Brothers. And on that was um, a three-week block over the summer that was squared away for Josh Whedon to complete Justice League. Um, There have been, you know, grumblings that these were unscheduled reshoots. There are people who have said these are scheduled reshoots. And that, uh, you know, whether it was Zack Snyder or Josh Whedon, these things are going to take place. Um, There's also the other side of it that says that this movie is a mess and Josh Whedon is brought in to fix it and to reshoot storylines and so on and so forth. Um, An article written, I can't remember the author's name, but it's a Forbes article. It is very long and redundant, um, but... He kind of does the right thing in explaining that it's kind of both. It's kind of both things. These are rescheduled. These are uh, reissues that were scheduled because there are holes in the film that need to be fixed. But it's also going to give Whedon an opportunity to kind of change the direction that the film was going.
1: So it's the article was by Mark Hughes. Uh, and. It, it was a frustrating article to me because, A, I've not been following uh, any of the drama uh, surrounding rumors that have been circulating the last week since we talked about this film. This, this is just... I feel like we talked about Avatar every week for a while. and yeah. We've just been talking about this every week for a while. Uh, if you're sick of hearing about it, <laughs> I'm sick of talking about it and I'm sorry. Write us an email and just yell at us or something and maybe maybe we'll stop.
0: Yeah, send us stories. Yeah. We'll, we'll read those.
1: But so it's frustrating. You know, I... Like, I'm not... I haven't been paying attention and then he just kind of says, look, like, Hollywood rumor mill, you don't understand how films are made. This is... Everything we've we've seen has been pretty normal up until this point. Now, what I thought was... Novel in in this article was that, and it sort of builds on something we talked about before. Like we we got this announcement that Whedon was coming in to shoot to, to do some reshooting, uh, and we were like, why did why are? My thought is why are they making this announcement? You know mm-hmm. it, uh, and it's it sounds like he is being given. The final edit of the film, yes. which that is a big deal, uh, despite what the, this guy in for—I mean, this guy in Forbes—kind of doesn't really address it. I, I felt like the fact that the Snyders are not coming back to mm-hmm. do the final edit after having uh, done the rough cut, um, and you know, he also talks about reshoots. There are like eight weeks of reshoots happening now, which is not abnormal by any means, especially for a like a. a high budget film um and I mean this is the we, t- we talked about this with Star Wars uh like two years ago um, yeah yep uh you know people were like oh no eight weeks of reshoots and nine weeks of reshoots and it, you know substantively only the people who have seen the rough cut will <laughs> ever know yeah what changes were made it's just it's you know it is just part of the filmmaking process Now, with that being said, uh, the, the idea that, you know, maybe Snyder is being pushed out, um, and Whedon is kind of being brought in to fix things that, I mean, I, I feel like that is a perfectly likely explanation for, uh, what we've seen, um,
0: and I think it's a positive too. I, I don't, yeah. I, I don't think that the film, regardless of who, um, his name ends up on this on this movie, which uh, it's going to be Snyder. But I just am saying, like, I don't care how much time Zack Snyder spends on this, unless he was there from the very beginning. I feel like this movie is going to be flawed, because here is the thing: the color palettes, palettes already set. The characters are already set in stone. And I think it's absolutely ridiculous for them to act like Superman is not going to be in this movie. Cutting him out of all the marketing is baffling and asinine to me. And Henry Cavill is kind of the one who set all the stuff in motion. Because he, he he put on his Twitter and Instagram a picture of him... Uh, Of his Superman boots being kicked up on a table saying, um, back to the, uh, back to this character again, like, kind of like, hey, we're doing reshoots. And so it's just so. This isn't 1990. You can't hide these things from from fans. And I. This just scares me. Like, not because of the reshoots. I think that it would probably be an improvement, but. It, once again, it just seems like DC doesn't know what they're doing.
1: Well, it, I mean, it it should scare you. This part should not scare you, but I, I, like DC has it, it's too it's too late. Warner Brothers, it's too late. You yeah. s- you started. And, and and this the the Forbes article is weird because it, it's almost like an apologist. Um, yeah. They they started principle and they were still like cutting the script um and that like that's fine that can work but just that their history of trying to do too much and putting the cart before the horse so this this was two films this was two scripts and they're in pre-production they make the the call to combine them and obviously so you can start you can start um Shooting scenes you know are going to have to make yeah. the cut, but like that—that's just you. You have this history of problematic screenplays, and you're starting production. Shh, sh- cutting these two films into one film, like it, and uh, I mean, I, I just, yeah. So David Goyer isn't writing this film, but I think it's. Chris Terrio, I already forgot. I'm yeah, first. Chris Terrio. Chris Terrio did write Dawn of Justice. Was one of the other writer yeah. with David Goyer, and he he did write Justice League, um, along with Zack Snyder. And I just, I once again, I don't think any amount of reshoots. Well, I, there is some some amount of reshoots, <laughs> yeah. obviously, yeah. but no amount of reshoots that are is are going to happen. Are going to make this the, the, a film that we want to see, if I had to guess. I yeah. mean, um, and you, again, you know, I'm sure Whedon, uh, can improve the film and improve the flow of the narrative and the emotional arcs for the characters, um, and he's going to have an opportunity to do that it sounds like but you know at the end of the day you it's you you you're going about this process all wrong uh and that's what happens when you just you're in a hurry to make money and you set deadlines and (laughs) getting the product out is more important than like the the product itself um so you know i i don't know i'm I just uh, and and then at the same time like if this is Warner Brothers forcing Snyder out like what fucking took him so long yeah why let him why let him shoot principal and and do rough cut before you're like oh shit this is deja vu all over again for the (laughs) third time
0: I mean it's, it's it's baffling it's insanity yeah it really is
1: so that that's why I'm I'm not convinced. You know, I'll yeah. believe it when they see when they say Zack Snyder is not returning for Justice League two. I will believe it, but yeah, it, I mean, at what point is did, this, did this, the return on the film too small to allow them to push forward with more more of these
0: movies? Like who can't, Who fucking yeah. cares? Yeah. How it's 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 like they're lighting uh, a fire with with money, like. Uh, it's so
1: weird. I feel like I've seen that in a Batman film somewhere. Oh
0: wait, yeah. Uh, all right, let's let's move on. I, I it's funny because I I grew up loving the DC universe. I I, I huge Batman fan, and uh, love Wonder Woman and uh, and Flash. No, I haven't always been a huge Superman fan. I've that character's always just kind of been like bug me. But I I like the idea of of these metahumans, these gods on Earth, and I just feel like. Zack Snyder was the worst possible person to put in charge of this universe. Uh, um, I'm
1: sure there are worse, but, it,
0: you yeah, know. Yeah, Michael Bay. Just... Michael Bay. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You, you <laughs> bowl Shot from the gut, yeah. Two, <laughs> two for two. Uh, all right, so let's move on. Emails. Uh, you, how can you email us, Colin? I think by
1: sending an email to midnightfilmreview at gmail.com
0: we will read your emails live on the air always Uh, two emails this week from um, some classic listeners we appreciate all of our emails and we like I said we'll read them no matter what you send us we'll read them Uh so faithful listener Drew Mascarelli wrote in crying and bawling I I think you've
1: of- that's a good. I like that one. That's good.
0: <laughs> we, you've both mentioned "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia" several times on the podcast. What are some of your favorite episodes of the show? XOXO, Drew. Um, I've never seen "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia." No, that's a lie. Um, that's a good question. Uh, so I think my all-time favorite episode is probably uh, I don't know the name of the episode, but the night, the nightman.
1: The Nightman Cometh Epis-
0: Nightman Cometh, is, yeah, is that the name of the episode? Season
1: the season four finale is one of the high the, one of the highest rated, if not the highest rated, Always Sunny's of all time.
0: Yeah, I think that that's probably my favorite episode. I feel like that's really cliche to say, but I mean, funny's I mean, funny's funny. It is what it is. I don't really, you know, um, the Chardy McDennis ep- episode, the first one, is great. Uh yeah i mean those are probably the two that stick out in most of my head the gang goes jersey shore is probably another classical one with the rum uh, rum ham is that what it is ham rum rum ham
1: but S- so i stopped watching after season six and we're now on season uh what 12 season 12 we just finished f- yep yep so i've been out of the always sunny loop for a while Uh, My brother actually told me about the show, uh, like while season one was airing, and we actually would watch it on FX, like uh, every I think it was Wednesday, Wednesday or Thursday, yeah, maybe Wednesday. We would watch it every week, Um, and at a certain point, I just uh, it's like as much as I love the characters, I I think season six was probably kind of. the show kind of slowed down a little bit uh it was i don't know it it felt like they were just it had become really formulaic mm-hmm. um but uh, you know I, like even the first episode the gang gets racist just classic tv right there uh yeah charlie got molested on in the first season was a <laughs> yeah, great one yeah. um mac bangs dennis's mom in season two I mean,
0: the, the, those first few seasons were just such fire. I mean, they were just coming every week with...
1: Dennis and Dee go on welfare yeah, and they get addicted to crack. Pushing um, the
0: limits of
1: network television. The gang gets held hostage with the McPoyles.
0: Oh, that's a great
1: episode, too. Sweetie's dating a retarded person. That's uh, great. The, da- the gang dances their asses off, which... Um, great Rickety Cricket episode yes. in the season three. Uh, obviously, The Nightman Cometh um, is great, but... Uh, yeah, I just... Yeah, I, I mean, I just, I love, it. I think the first five seasons, the Dennis System classic, just yeah. all-time, one of the most all-time quoted TV episodes, I think, on the internet. For sure. Um,
0: I, this You're right, the show did hit a dry spell, I think, yeah, probably uh, season 7, seven eight, nine, and 10 had their spots. I was just looking through this, the last two seasons have been really good, and it's kind of made a return to form. And that's kind of like they cut back the amount of episodes in each season um, from thirteen down to ten, and I think that really helped with the writing. Um, I totally forgot about this episode, season ten, episode four, Charlie Work. Shot with a shot in a single take is one of the most epic.
1: Wow, that so that one actually has a nine point seven on IMDb, which there might be the highest rated episode of the it is phenomenal
0: it is so good and I it's not as so much uh, funny as it is just an excellent half hour of television
1: season 12 looks like it actually is one of the the best rated seasons of the show yeah it
0: it definitely made a comeback in recent um last two seasons have been really good um yeah I don't know hopefully we talked enough about Always Sunny Drew uh I think it's a show, it's probably a show that we could, if there wasn't so much shit to watch all the time, it you could go back and watch these episodes multiple times and still find them fun. I
1: mean, I, those, the first four seasons especially, I've seen those episodes so many times. Yeah, me too. Um,
0: yeah. Um. We got another email from uh, Rob Bob. You want to give us a read?
1: Uh, he says, Brian's Colin and fellow reviewees... Uh, last week in your review of alien you gave a spoiler free review but also recommended we not waste our time seeing the movie will do the previews look like an exact remake rob bob i would have been much happier if it had been <laughs> if it had been a shot for shot remake of Prometheus? with a new cast oh no of alien oh
0: of alien yeah, yeah. okay i think he was talking
1: about oh Prometheus. maybe yeah maybe
0: no i, uh,
1: I don't know. Anyway
0: Send us an email With clarification there
1: Rob Bob Yeah Rob Bob We're just We're not smart enough To interpret your words Um, He goes on to say I always thought You should give reviews With the spoilers included For movies you recommend People not see If you recommend The viewers not see a movie Specific reasons Would help your exposition Logically If we don't see the movie You can't ruin it Aristotle's (laughs) classic fallacy Of excluded spoilers True Whereas if you just Merely disliked a movie You would still give The spoiler free review Thoughts, comments, coleslaw recipes, keep on rocking in the free world. Robob, yeah. uh, sent from my phone, my iPhone with a kinder, gentler machine gun hand covered in creamy, delicious coleslaw. I don't know what is that a reference to.
0: Uh, "Keep on Rocking the Free World."
1: Oh, okay. I don't know the lyrics to that song. Apparently.
0: <laughs> uh, I, I think that's a clever idea, Robob, and I'm sure that the reason you say that is because you were like most people were like oh I gotta wait to spoilers just you know just skip ahead to spoilers you know? I mean
1: yeah you know it. So, I think I think we're just A it's easy to just do the same format every time that I think that's the biggest yeah. reason because we're we're just conformists really <laughs> and we don't want to go outside our comfort zone we're but principled just in case you you're a new listener you yeah. don't know how things work you don't trust us yet you don't or maybe you have different tastes for us or, than us, or maybe our spoiler-free review of the movie you're just not buying it, or yeah. maybe you're, that it's you're like, man, that sounds awful. I really want to see that for some <laughs> yeah. reason. Then you know we've left you some wiggle room to go in there and be surprised. And you know, like Brian said, you can always just keep listening and hear the spoilers anyway, which I'm sh- there've got to be. I'm sure people do that. Like,
0: I'm sure there are. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean,
1: don't just don't turn it off, regardless. Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, I'm sure there are people who don't care. I think uh, who, I have a friend who's like that. They're like, oh, I don't care. Uh, they watch, whatever. They're gonna see it anyways. I'm like, and there are people who just like, yeah, it won't ruin a movie for them if they know everything that happens. I'm not that way. Um, I don't. I. It's not how I want to experience my media. Um, coleslaw recipes. I hate coleslaw not a coleslaw fan at all you know i've i was never really a
1: coleslaw fan until uh eli's barbecue uh, but coleslaw on a barbecued pulled pork sandwich fucking amazing that's my, like coleslaw is a side item i could take it or leave it mm-hmm. but man like good homemade coleslaw on on a barbecue sandwich Whew. eli's have you ever had eli's yes i love eli's oh yeah it's the that's the realness right there um,
0: yeah, just still not... I mean, I've never choose coleslaw. I have, like, I don't know. I'm just not a... You ever have fan. one of their pulled pork sandwiches? Yeah, I've With had it. It's good, but it's not like... I would rather have the ribs.
1: I mean, you can have the ribs... They're, dude, the ribs... Rib tips? You ever had the rib tips? They're
0: huge, and they're good. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about a restaurant that 90% of our listeners cannot go to. Hey, if
1: you live in Cincinnati, <laughs> yeah, check, check out my, Eli's it's Barbecue. It's
0: delicious. <laughs> it really is. With two locations. <laughs> yeah. Um... That's going to do it for open discussion. You ready to do some possum-filled media hot takes? I hope not. All right, we'll be right back with media hot takes. And we're back, Colin, with some media hot takes. Media hot takes. Sponsored by the possum. You almost forgot her.
1: No, I was thinking if there was another way I could spin that uh-oh it's alive
0: my coworker sent me a meme of a guy holding up a possum like look at this cat that the stray cat that i've been feeding and it's a possum um,
1: it, it remind every time i hear possums i think about god it's got to be season one or two of awesome show uh the here's my chippy i don't know i don't remember um god it's it's never a weird it. never i Like, it would take me so long to explain it, it's not even That's not your media hot take? No,
0: not at all. Do you want to go first? Media hot take?
1: I guess I could go first. Um, So, my media hot take is something everybody is probably familiar with. Uh, So, this little show... Speaking of FX TV shows that have been around forever, this little show called Archer premiered on FX way back in 2009. And... at at the time so I don't think I started watching it until like the second season um and I was frustrated (laughs) because uh, Adam Reed um had left basically because they'd left uh, what's the name of their studio but they'd left Adult Swim um and Frisky Dingo well, was not getting a third season um, so you were bitter yeah I, yeah. Uh, Matt Thompson and Adam Reed but I don't remember what their what their animation studio was mm-hmm. anyway so I didn't pick up Archer even though I'd watched you know I love C-Lab love Frisky Dingo didn't pick up Archer to the second season and it was hilarious and I loved it and I I watched through the third season, and then at some point kind of lost interest or lost track of the show. And I kind of decided to go back and revisit it because it has just been on the entire time since it's, then. Yeah, it's not. It it, ha- <laughs> it never stopped. Um, so Ar- Archer just wrapped their uh, eighth season. Uh, just uh, not even that long ago, a couple weeks ago. Wow. Um, May 24th was when the last episode aired. And you kind of said you thought that the show you'd heard the show had gotten stale or mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if you if you'd continued watching it.
0: No, I I hadn't seen the last few seasons and I know that they switched stuff up this season. Yes. Well,
1: yes and no. So, um the first season's 10 episodes, they go to a 13 episode format. Um, and they did that until season 7. And season 7 was a 10 episode season, and season 8 was an 8 episode season. Oh, wow. But what I found is that, and I can't tell if it's nostalgia or if it's like a just a good objective viewing of the show, but i really feel like season one seasons one and two are the strongest seasons of the show and after season two they abandon a lot of the conceits that i think both made the show great but also probably would have made it hard to keep continue writing for over a long period of time uh and I'm going to try not to spoil it too much, but it, season one and two, one of the, one of the tropes that sort of works for the show is that it's like office politics meets a ridiculous spy, spy agency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, so that goes away after the second season in a, in a big way. And the other thing is, after the, the second season, I feel like they really tr- stop trying to write um, character arcs mm. for any of the characters. After the second season, and there's some like there's some things that are hinted at with the character pasts, especially like Pam and Cheryl yeah. in the first two seasons. And they just totally discard any character development moving forward. Um, everybody is just kind of fixed and static and they become uh, just sort of uh, caricatures in a lot of ways. Like uh, the same, same sort of jokes for all the characters. Um, don't get me wrong, the show is still great. It's still better than most of what's on TV. But I really feel like especially the end of season one and the end of season two are some of my favorite points in the show. Uh, and with that being said, um, season... what well, I think it's season six... Season five. So season f- five, they sort of decided to do something different. I don't know if you remember Archer Vice. Yes! so yes. they kind of did a theme season yeah. of Archer uh, and they really took that to a new level with season 8. Uh, season 8 is Archer Dreamland uh, and without telling you why like continuity how they arrived at this uh, it's sort of a a version of all the same characters but it's a it's an Archer noir, um, I, so this, I'm really looking
0: forward to watching this. by same,
1: the Same, same humor, uh, and the the characters more or less behave the same way they have in previous seasons, except they're new, they're different people, and mm. it's set in post World War II LA, uh, with Archer as a PI trying to solve the m- mystery of his murdered partner. Uh, and I I did not actually season season five so uh, Archer Vice was one of my least favorite seasons even though it reviewed pretty well and I really liked Archer Dreamland um and it did not get reviewed as well as oh, really? as Archer Vice uh but I thought it was a the ending kind of surprised me um and B it was just a really a really fun way to get out of i think the rut they they kind of had been stuck in with just trying to come up with more ridiculous things and ways for these characters to have adventures yeah uh, and instead they could kind of um just transplant them into a new place and uh do something new so i, I don't know if you've never seen archer it's very funny uh there, you know, there's a reason it's still on the air H. on Benjamin is great, the writing is great I love the first two seasons um, I think those probably, if you like this show, you would probably like the first two seasons of Archer, they're, and I think they're on everything they're on Netflix, they're on Hulu um, if you have FX, you can watch it on their app I'm sure or on their website uh, and you know, if you can stick with it, I, I really felt rewarded by Archer Dreamland after having been kind of, you know, enjoying but not being crazy about a lot of the stuff in the middle of the show, so it's coming back for at least two more seasons, uh, and we'll see what happens after that. But
0: uh, yeah,
1: I'm all caught up in Archer now. It was a uh, it's an interesting, interesting ride. So
0: I'm a big fan of uh, noir, so that's why I'm kind of looking forward to seeing seeing that. Um, well. My media hot take is a little more, (laughs) I don't know what, I don't know how to put this. So, my wife and I have been watching uh, Riverdale, uh, the CW version of the Archie comics. So, what I mean by that is Archie. Archie, Jughead, Veronica, Betty, the whole gang is there. Um, And it may sound weird that... uh, I'm watching this, or that I'm interested in this, but um, listeners may or may not know, I am related to Luke Perry, and he plays uh, Archie's father. So, I kind of wanted to kind of just see what my family member was up to, and we've kind of fell in love with this show a little bit. Um, There really are no familiar names other than him, and maybe you recognize... Um, Cole Sprouse, who uh, is one half of uh, the uh, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Not sure which one he is, but you will recognize him. Uh, Skeet Ulrich pops up uh, later on in the the season. Um, But other than that, it's a bunch of unknown actors playing teenagers. What is so insane about this show is... It is a dark, moody, trippy teen drama. And um, I kind of explained it to you as if David Lynch wanted to make a teen, a, a, a David Lynch version of 90210. And that's kind of what it reminds me of. Um, the writing is imperfect. The tone is kind of goofy at times, kind of serious, kind of funny. A little bit all over the place. The editing is <laughs> is not great, but I think it has purpose. Why the editing is that way. Uh, the performances are fine, but the reason I am even talking about the show and the reason I mention that I love it is because how batshit insane this sh- this show is. I so I'm just I'm going so spoilers for the first episode of Riverdale, so this is the pilot episode. This is how the movie is set up. So the Blossom twins, Cheryl and Jason Blossom, two two other redheads. The other redheads from the if you know anything about the comics, they're from Pembroke, which is like the wealthy side of Riverdale, Um, the other side of the tracks. The, the movie isn't really played... Or the sure, the TV show isn't really played that way. It's just they all go to Riverdale High, and but there's rich people, there's popular people, there's poor people. There's possums. There's possums. Um, there are, like, weird hints at, that these twins are incestuous. <laughs> like, at the very beginning of the show, and then one of them goes missing. And so the whole... First part of this, the whole first part of this, uh, this sh- this show is the whole of the season is just like the mystery of what happened to Jason Blossom, um, and like he, he his sister acts like she doesn't know, but she knows. But then Archie, who is this wholesome character in the comics, first episode, you find out he was banging his teacher. And um, his best friend Jughead and him had a falling out because uh, Jughead and him were supposed to have plans, but instead he blew him off to go bang his teacher. And uh, there is murder, there is corruption, there is just all kind of scandalous sex in this. I mean, it is... It is insane. There are some weird stuff that goes down in this show. So, if you if you like teen dramas, if you like just weird television, I would recommend it. it you know, CW is kind of known as the the teen channel. There's lots of superhero, Flash, Arrow, Super, or Supergirl, but then they had um, uh, was, it? was it Vampire Diaries or something. Um, Supernatural
1: it's just Beauty and the Beast show
0: Yeah that got cancelled after a short stint Yeah, um, But Riverdale It finished 13 episode season Got renewed for a second season It got reviewed fairly good Like okay for a um, For a network television show But I, I mean it takes some real risks In the way that the, the show is shot And the characters and the things they do I'm not looking for much out of it As far as it's saying something real or profound, but I am looking forward to weird stuff happening. So, um, it's like twilight zone, Archie. So if it sounds like that's up your alley, uh, it's on all 13 episodes are on Netflix. So let's check it out on there.
1: Season two, probably coming at the end of the year, towards the end of the year, it looks like.
0: So it's
1: yeah.
0: be back. Um, I think that's going to do it for Media Hot Takes. Yeah. We'll be right back with a review of Wonder Woman. And we're back, Colin, with a review of Wonder Woman and the Lasso of Truth, starring Gal Godot as Diana Prince. Chris Pine as Steve Trevor. Robin Wright as and Antiope, Antiope. Antiope. Uh a bunch of other actors. I'm not going to go through all
1: these. Gadot is just Diana in this one. Okay, right?
0: fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Diana Diana. She's just Diana. Good 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 point. Um
1: so I'll read I mean everybody knows who Wonder da- Woman Danny is. Danny Houston is Zell- Uba Nazi <laughs> <laughs> But not really because it's World War 1. Yeah, right. Um
0: Um, so you know this movie is a period piece set in World War I Um, the IMDB says before she was Wonder Woman she was Diana Princess of the Amazons trained warrior Um, when a pilot crashes and tells of a conflict in the outside world she leaves home to fight the war to end all wars discovering her full powers and true destiny Good enough synopsis for me. Um, This movie for me was a. It was a different. It was a lot different than anything DC has attempted. Uh, We talk a lot about Marvel movies being genre films, and, uh, you know, whether it's Ant Man as a heist movie or um, Captain America as a spy thriller. Um, this is a def- definitely a period piece and, and very much a war movie. Um, I enjoyed huge parts of this movie. Gal Gadot is absolutely fabulous as Wonder Woman. Her performance is just, is just outstanding. And um, I loved anything that that had to do with her as a character. Um, it had anything to do with Chris Pine. Chris Pine is fabulous in this too. Um I'm starting to think that he's a very underrated actor because uh, a lot of things I've seen him in, I find myself like shocked by how good he is. But then it's like, you know, am I, at what point am I just like, oh, he's a good actor? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought his performance was was very was very good. He is very much the heart of the of this movie. He's our surrogate, and he does a great job of being an audience surrogate. Um, I think that it had this movie has problems when it reaches its third act. Um, that are very much uh, in line with some of the problems I've had with other superhero movies, especially DC films. I think that the villains are not great in this movie. I think also there is huge parts of this movie where it's unclear exactly what the plan is. Uh, you know, the the group of of heroes kind of feel bumbling in a way that is weird to me. But overall, I love this the this um this character. I think that this is the one uh, movie that DC has done right. The score, I love the Superwoman score or sorry Wonder Woman score. Uh, Freudian slip. I don't know. Um, I love the Wonder Woman score like when that kicks in I wanted more of it actually Um, I will say two big huge flaws for me in this movie the CGI at times was just god awful it was just bad and the other huge issue which I'll talk more about in spoilers is uh, the villain just makes no damn sense that's just bad writing but overall i give this movie a solid b- all right well
1: so i'm i just i think i should start by saying that this is a is a a good film it's not great it's good i think my expectations were a little too high going into it uh just because of how much praise it was getting uh i with that being said uh, i enjoyed it uh like like you said, uh, Gal Gadot, especially her performance, was fantastic. Um, I think she's a, a very good actress, uh, and I I I think she actually is absolutely perfect for uh, Wonder Woman. I think she did a great job. Uh, Chris Pine, I I think also did a great job. Um, I'm still not convinced that he is like a a great actor, necessarily. This is this is just the perfect role for him. Mm. Um, it's he's kind of the cocky, brash character that <laughs> yeah. he is typecast as. But this one, this character is also a little more vulnerable and a little more human. And I think seeing him kind of play that character is is nice. It's a nice change of pace. He he did a fantastic job. He again, great casting. He did everything. The role asked of him and needed him to do Uh, the I I feel like my biggest criticism of the film uh, is that I don't feel like it took any risks Uh, it was a just a very straightforward film Um, you know you know what the first act is going to be and then you kind of know that the rest of the movie is them getting to where they are supposed to be so something can happen uh, <laughs> the, the, it's just, it's, it's just, it's so conventional and so straightforward. Um, and I, f- I felt like for as long as the movie is, I didn't spend enough time with the characters, if that makes any sense. Uh, there's some um, smaller characters that are introduced that are just kind of there. Uh, they're not not really a hugely important part of the movie Uh, i really wish we just spent more time with uh diana and steve steve trevor Yeah. and steve uh because Mm -hmm. they were you know interesting and uh charismatic Uh, i really enjoyed the the amazons i wish i almost wish we had spent more time kind of on that island uh and I also feel like most, like the, the choreography of the film got less interesting as yeah. the film went on, which Agreed. was disappointing. I hope that's not a spoiler. <laughs> but, uh, and the direction too. I feel like the direction kind of got less interesting, and and the the climax was kind of uh,
0: formulaic. It was.
1: Yeah, it, you just everything is telegraphed. Um. So what what makes this movie work is. Is really Galgado's performance a competent script, if you know a formulaic one, and solid direction, like just like set up the pieces so you can knock them down, you know, just
0: uh, <laughs> it, it's and that's what makes it passable and in, 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 in and in above average. Yeah, it, it's it's enjoyable.
1: Um, the World War One. I think was was also it was nice to see a yeah. departure from uh, you know maybe a World War II film although I don't I feel like the first Captain America film was the, the only other period superhero yeah. piece and that didn't quite do World War II justice uh, yeah. this one does a little bit better job I think exploring oh, World War I I one. think it does
0: a lot better job
1: um, but
0: of, of at least the weight that was on. The population of the world at that time
1: yeah i you know I, so uh but I just you know for for all the flaws uh they're not glaring and they don't really detract from uh I guess this being a just a solid movie with um, a lot of fun things and a lot of en- some enjoyable moments uh, Man, I like I had to I had to tell two people to put their cell phones away yeah. during this film, and I feel like it really took away from the beginning of the film for me, mm-hmm. and that sucks because that was I probably my favorite part of yeah. the film, and like I just was getting angry at people uh, instead of just sitting there and being <laughs> absorbed.
0: by yeah. what I was seeing? It's so
1: so freaking frustrating. Uh There's some people are so yeah. Two like two people had their cell phones on from literally the the opening title of the movie. Like the the house lights go down and they already have their cell phones
0: out. What are you doing at a movie theater? Why are you here? Yeah. What do you what do you why don't you do that on your car? Like my my biggest issue was that it seemed like. There was weird shenanigans going on from the very beginning in that theater. Like, people were sitting in the room, like, it's like they've never heard of a seats seat, so they don't understand how the alphabet works uh, and numbers, and uh, that's the... Like, I love that. We are way off on tangent. Yeah, I love that theater, but it, it is such a newer, nicer theater that it draws in, like, everybody who's going to the movies are like, let's go to that theater. And a lot of times, they're just not normal moviegoers, or they don't give up F, but
1: anyway, um, this movie's fun. You should see it. Go support Patty Jenkins. Go support yes. Gal Gadot. Go support Wonder Woman. This is the best that DC has put together so far. <laughs> far and away. You the one thing I said is this is a the only other film I would even want to talk about comparing it to is maybe Batman or God Man of Steel. Um, and while man of steel was a more ambitious film it doesn't matter how ambitious your film is if it is falls apart uh completely and utterly and this film stays on the rails it's by the numbers but it ends up being an enjoyable experience and i think everybody could it's pg-13 like you can go see this film with anyone yeah it there it is genuinely funny at some moments
0: Great, great humor bits. I think, yeah, um, fish out of water style of humor, um, and there are some real human moments in this movie. I, I, I mean, I, we'll talk more about it in spoilers, but there's a couple of times where Diana Prince gives mono, you know a monologue that is just, in a lot of ways, heartbreaking and needs to be heard today. And um, we do. I just feel like, especially in in this this world we live in now, that is full of technology, we dehumanize the enemy or the opposite side uh, so much. And even though countless Germans die, um, there are you know they she does it with a heavy heart. Like she's not just trying to save the good guys. She believes that the bad guys are influenced in a way.
1: Well, and and that you know that's kind of there is like a central question about the film, and that's part of the the character arc. Mm-hmm. Um, this, and this movie does is you know not just Diana beating people up or something. Yeah. There's more. There's more to it than that. You, you know, there there's stuff going on beneath the surface of the film. There is a character arc.
0: Yeah, I I just I enjoyed that. I thought I think that that is, uh, DC would be wise to capitalize on, on on those principles.
1: This is I will say like going forward. This is the only character that I will give a shit about or have given a shit about in the DC universe so far. Like yeah. even their Batman, like I you know <laughs> he,
0: he was just the biggest but, asshole. Yeah, <laughs> like,
1: yeah. At the end, of, but the end of Dawn of Justice. Wonder Woman was mysterious and she was mm-hmm. interesting and she kicked ass. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm willing to be invested in her character, but you know, I just I don't think DC will do anything but screw it up, but hey, at least we got Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yeah,
0: at least uh, we got Wonder Woman.
1: My my super uh super hard to please girlfriend enjoyed this film, so that should be an endorsement.
0: That there you go. I you know, it's I think this is I mean not just for women. But particularly women, this is something that, like, to be proud of. Like, I mean, I couldn't imagine being a little girl and seeing this movie and just how, how pumped you'd be to see. Especially when little Diana is out there having a good time. Like, that, I don't know. I'm just. This is a movie that sucks because I don't have a lot of time. And probably 10 years ago, I probably would have re-seen this maybe in the theater. But it's two hours and 20 minutes long. It's a long movie, and it's just hard to. To say it. i'll definitely probably watch it when it comes back out um you know because I, my wife wants to see it so we'll probably rent it or something but which is more than i can say for any dc movie uh suicide squad was on hbo the other day and i was scrolling through and i was like i watched like two seconds of it and i'm like this movie is you
1: you would have to pay me to re-watch <laughs> suicide squad yeah. It's well, you'd
0: have to you'd
1: have to pay me to rewatch any DC film up and in, up into this one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do um, you want to get spoilers? Yeah, let's do it. All right, spoilers for Wonder Woman. If you don't want to hear them, stop listening now.
1: What, honey? Wow. Are you kidding really? me? You just ruin
0: it every time. Oh, oh. I'll see you at home. Well, wait so a second. Rude. Now, how would you not know that that was taking place? All right, Colin. Spoilers. Let's do this.
1: Yeah. So the ending kind of drove me nuts. Um, Man. Yeah, like you. I. So here is the the gambit that they take, right? If. Here we go. If we, don't. If if Aries isn't real, then she learned this profound oh, fucked up lesson so, about the nature that's of so humanity. so smart.
0: It's so smart. But.
1: But. There's no way the audience... I mean, rationally, there's no way the average movie-going audience is going to be happy with that ending. There's no way they're going to be. They're going to be like, where is the bad guy? Where's the boss fight? I didn't didn't come here to think about things and see (laughs) characters grow and learn about the nature of war and man. It's such a logical place. I came to watch... Superwoman fight Ultra Dick. You know, like, I just, I, like, I saw it and I was like, this is such an interesting way to end the movie. So, where's the Deus Ex Machina bad guy going to mm-hmm. come from? And how stupid is this last fight scene going to be? And it was everything I expected. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I, like, hopefully, people who were thinking about what they were seeing came to the same conclusion I did and will give the filmmakers like like I I don't agree with the ending that you put in there but I yeah. like I understand why you did that because I'm sure you you show that that ending like where it's all like it's all been for nothing and <laughs> man man is like yeah
0: it's so smart to end it that way though like, I, I mean, we, I kind of knew... It was, I, I mean, they, I don't think it was a secret that Ares was going to be the British dude. I don't think that... I mean, I was just kind of waiting for him to show yeah. up. Yep. I was hoping that it wasn't going to happen, but I was kind of waiting for it to show up. And and then when he does... It, the, thing, the other thing that drives me nuts is, like... He introduced this villain who doesn't have defined powers, can just pretty much do anything... That he wants, he can control matter. He can uh, sort of. I, it just is. It was like a mixture of Magneto meets uh, Hawk. I don't. I mean, I don't know.
1: Yeah, and and that sort of brings me back to something I couldn't talk about in spoilers. Is that you have a female superhero, and her method of overcoming this obstacle is like love. You know, is like. The power of
0: love. Uh, and it's romantic love too. It's not. Just is it? You I mean, think so? Well, I don't know. It seems like, like
1: I think it could go. I think it could go either way. It like doesn't have to be. It just
0: seemed like her reaction to him dying versus the reaction to her aunt dying. Was like like I don't know. Her aunt died. Isn't that enough? Like, I I mean
1: i th- i thought it was more like the context of his his sacrifice maybe i don't know
0: uh, i mean like she sacr her you know her aunt sacrificed herself for for her i yeah. mean i don't know it just didn't seem consistent with the rest of the movie to me that was my biggest issue with it i agree with what you're saying it's not good and it i feel like it undercuts a lot of the strength of Diana. Yeah, it,
1: and that's not that's not something I wanted. Like the the film already walks this difficult line where you are writing this character who is a fish out of water, mm-hmm. and you have to make her naive without being stupid, or maybe uh, just. I like maybe naive isn't the right word. She's you have to make her uh, out of place without mm. being naive, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because she's not, yeah. she's not. She she has like a maybe a literal understanding or a textbook understanding of right. things without having seen them in play, but she's not stupid, and that that's a really hard balancing yep. act. And I think they did that pretty well. I agree. Um, it could, have, it could, it could have easily been offensive, could have easily been pandering, could have easily undermined this the strong female character they were trying to build. And I think that for the most part they avoided those pitfalls but then in the end you have her overcome this uh, super nebulous evil brother, god brother with the power of love and yeah. it's it's just sort of uh, sort of disappointing um, I understand maybe that is just a really difficult hole to write yourself out of <laughs> uh, and that's I mean that's just the only explanation I can come up with like you uh...
0: no and, and I agree with everything, with everything you're saying I don't I don't know it was unfortunate and it was a little frustrating well, to me, everything about the ending was frustrating uh, like I, I'll going back to even like them I mentioned it before, like just f- like fumbling their way to this final i don't know station guess after depot
1: after they liberate the town, the movie. Sort of loses loses focus. It yes. loses momentum. They sort of the, the, that ridiculous scene in the the dining, the the dance reception, whatever. It felt like
0: it was in another movie. I felt like I was watching another movie.
1: There's and th- there is there is one really strange editing or continuity choice where all the Germans are speaking English, yeah. even though we have context <laughs> for people speaking other languages in the this film. So weird. What was that about? I... Um, but it just it felt like cheesy, which is fine. But then it's it's not like it doesn't fit Mm-mm. with the the rest of the film. Um, but yeah, they they just sort of like bumble around and to the uh, the film's conclusion.
0: Yeah, um, it it didn't feel like it was. It felt like a, a David Ayers. <laughs> like ending like yeah. like
1: they, it's it just it seemed like the film needed to be like 20 minutes longer yeah uh and they just kind of hit fast forward because she runs back to the village and everyone's dead and it's this emotional
0: that was a brutal scene
1: i re i thought it was a uh, i thought it m- missed the mark uh did you I just you know it it just felt like a uh they they cashed in on something they hadn't earned kind of and then mm. they just sort of move on to the next thing
0: that is um, a, that is true they do kind of just like
1: they could they could have spent a little more time building context for diana like you know n- making the decision to go out on her
0: own and mm-hmm.
1: break break the line yeah that her, did seem
0: uh, like a really uh they
1: they get there and she's like let's go motherfuckers we're yeah. doing this yeah And just goes over the top and... uh, Like, you know, I I feel like building that and spending more time there with the people there um, could have been a better way to kind of facilitate... Yeah. That being an important moment for the character.
0: I do think that... um, Like... Her like the the struggle between her and Chris Pine, to keep pushing forward, because he sees the gr- the greater um, task at hand, but she wants to help, and I kind of mentioned this to you that that's that's what Spider uh, got, that's what Superman is supposed to be. You know his biggest weakness is his love for humans, and wanting to save them all, and you see time and time again, villains using that against him in movies and. It's kind of, it's not really used against her necessarily in this. Um, but just the way that she wants to save everybody, every human, and she wants to just find Ares, kill him, and, and I think that's the biggest issue is when it comes down to it, having that villain be a real, actual villain and exist. Yeah. It just, it undercuts everything she's done before. Well,
1: it's, yeah, see, I don't, I don't think she wants to save every person so much as she sees everything black and white right that's yeah, the yeah. the central her central character arc is she learns that people and their motivations and the awful things they do are not you know it's not some spell
0: yeah you know,
1: people good people can do bad things and um, it S- seeing humanity as shades of gray, right? Uh, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. It, uh...
0: Yeah, the ending
1: just sucked.
0: Uh, why was the CG so fucking bad? I don't know. But see, in some, like, the shots of, um... the What's the, the island oh. that she lives on? With the Amazons? Yeah.
1: Amazon Island. I yeah, don't, I don't know the name of the island. Th-
0: those shots, I mean, look good. Yeah, like well,
1: they but I don't feel like there's a lot of CG there.
0: I mean, you could be right. I don't know. I don't know for sure, but I mean, I, feel, I, I some of that I think was CG. But well,
1: not. I mean, but so like when we get in, basically when we get to Austria, like when we get to the front, it's just bad. It's
0: bad. It's really bad. And
1: I, I feel like this the stuff uh, the 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 action the way it was shot on the amazon island was ju- it was just shot better like it was definitely for shot for for things you know are going to be cg just the camera work and the angles
0: were so bad that that angle of her jumping it just looked like a cartoon
1: yeah into the into the t- yeah it just uh
0: and which really could have been an iconic scene just felt laughable
1: it's and and then the the close in stuff you know like the scene where she is in in the building um, looks better you know but yeah you're right it just that whole like running and jumping outside was uh I don't like why why I don't why do they
0: do that I mean I don't even think they did th- it didn't look that bad in Dawn of Justice at the end. Like those were definitely some CGI characters, but I don't ever feel like it was that bad as it was in this yeah. movie. I mean, that, the end of that movie; those are a lot of those scenes are sure are CGI, and but it nothing was nearly as poorly done as I don't. And I don't get it; like I don't understand why. Why do you need to to do that? Why do you need that to be CGI? Yeah,
1: I mean, there so there's a there's a good way to hit a blend of practical and. <coughs> you can, you know computer generated stuff there I just uh, like I is that I mean is is that a producer's issue know. you know the, the director has the shot they need and where like at what point is that the problem with direction at what point is that a production issue because yeah I don't know I mean it, it depends I've... on the film I guess but it could kind of go either way in my mind I mean, anytime,
0: I don't know. Like that, the village stuff was really bad, and when he becomes like, when Ares becomes like,
1: reveals his final form. Yeah,
0: I that was silly. Like it just looks bad. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, it does. I don't get it. I. I feel like um, DC is leaning heavily on CGI and a lot of of their movies so far I mean think about I mean but then again when think back to the CGI and Suicide Squad and just how bad a lot of that looked you know I mean there wasn't great CGI there either so I
1: but this is also um, I mean the budget of this film compared to the budget of yeah Dawn of Justice and of Man of Steel is uh, minuscule compared yeah. yeah I mean so this was like a hundred and fifty, sixty million dollar film, something like that.
0: Yeah, one hundred forty nine.
1: Yeah, it's, um, yeah, one hundred forty nine million dollar film, uh, which that's still that's still way too much money for the 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 big scenes to look the way they did.
0: Yeah, Suicide Squad was one seventy five.
1: Um, but Batman vs Superman was a two hundred fifty million dollar film and Man of Steel was a 225 million dollar film. Yeah, and
0: those definitely feel
1: So maybe that's what that extra 75 or 100 million dollars buys yeah. you is computer effects that don't look like I dog mean, shit.
0: You could just not make you could just not make the film that way though. Like I uh, I, mean, I
1: understand like you need her to yeah, discover her powers. Mm-hmm. Just I don't know, man oh no the, I, like yeah yeah
0: why, why? I don't know um, anything else you liked about the movie um, that you wanted to throw out there before we wrap it up no yeah I think we pretty much hit all the beats I, I, yeah this movie is
1: Gal Gadot <laughs> Gal Gadot was awesome she, yeah. she was really fun to watch um, and I, she just like see that I can't tell if she is a great actress but for this role She's she good, killed yeah. it like yeah. she is exactly what she needed to be she was great
0: she uh, was born to play this I think is is what we could say
1: heard some uh, I've heard some complaints that her physique was not impressive enough
0: oh my god you know she was five months pregnant during large portions of this movie I did not know that no yeah she was five months pregnant in large portions of this movie. Which is even more impressive, because she did not look it. No. Um. We're gonna talk about next week.
1: Yeah. What? Yeah. What is happening next week? Because I don't even know. And you were you were hinting it.
0: Well, no. I just have a plan. I I, for the next couple weeks because there is a couple dry spells. I refuse to see Transformers movie. So we're gonna have to throw something in there in a couple weeks. But excuse me. But, um. I mean, I think we're seeing Mummy, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, it comes at night.
0: Well, I definitely want to see that, and I think we should review it. But I guess my thing was we could review that next week or the following week.
1: That might be a better idea.
0: Um, and then, uh, we could we're gonna. I mean, we're we're gonna have to find some some holes to fill. I think, you know, if we avoid the Mummy, then that puts us in a really awkward position because no we we have to see the mummy you're right yeah you're right um yeah so yeah i don't know i think uh i think that's going to do it right
1: man yeah that there are no wide releases for the week of the 23rd
0: yeah that's what i'm saying we um hopefully uh
1: wait what is that right no because because oh, Transformers is releasing a day early yeah that's why that's alright just kidding that's sorry I mean I, well what yeah. is happening there are a bunch of Wednesday releases I don't know Baby, Baby Driver and Transformers are both getting Wednesday wide releases I've never seen anything like this before
0: <laughs> that is pretty pretty wild man what the hell yeah um, so we're gonna uh, we'll see mummy yeah we'll be back you <laughs> god yeah. We're going to we'll suffer for the masses. Yep. All right, well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Midnight Film Review. We'll catch you on the flip side. Okay, bye.